Hello and welcome to Southend Scoop podcast, all about the people and diversity within Southend and surrounding areas. Uh, my name's Lorraine, I've come to Southend to do some shopping and also to go to the bank. The rest of my day I'm going to go and see my son, then I might whiz over to Chelmsford and have a wander around. For some more shopping? Um, hopefully not, because I'm a bit broke, so I don't get paid just yet. <laughs> Did your son live far? He lives in Rayleigh. Uh, the rest of the week, no, I tend to take each day as it comes. I mean, I'm fortunate I know people, I know places to go, and I have a family, so sometimes I avoid the phone. <laughs> but don't tell anyone. <laughs> Hello, my name's Vince. I'm uh, just picking up a few bits before I go away working for a couple of weeks. We're working at the NEC in Birmingham at the kitchen, bedroom and bathroom show. Are you like a fitter or...? Hell no. Um, I'm the security controller, overseeing the security operation there, believe it or not. I'm there for the next two weeks. It's moving into event season, event security all over the place. I'm Charlie and I'm going to Southend United Football College. I'm Owen and I'm also going to Southend United Football Club. It's basically our college sport, so we'll just do sport and have a kick around, train, and then that's what we do in lessons as well in the stadium. So probably going to try and go into sports related, so whether it be teaching, carry on football, or apprenticeship into a full time job. What are you doing this afternoon after after your college? I'm going home. I'm chilling out. <laughs> Going Rochford. <laughs> to Oxford. Yeah. What are you doing in Oxford? Oh, Rochford. Oh, Rochford. oh okay. <laughs> what are you doing in Rochford? Is that Still where you live? Girlfriend. Oh, nice. Yeah. Have you got anything planned for like the rest of the week? Anything interesting coming up? Um, it's my birthday, so oh, I'll be uh, going out. So I'll be 19, yeah. Well, uh, got to go to the bank, do a couple of transfers, mm. then go home deal with some paperwork, and in addition, the wife is currently decorating the bedroom. So everything has been moved out of the main bedroom. It is now a state of disarray elsewhere in the house. Furniture has been moved into the back bedroom. It's been moved downstairs. It's been moved upstairs. It's a good opportunity to have a complete clear out of all the accumulated paperwork that one day I thought might be useful, but now that more than 10 years has passed, it's unlikely to be. So. Piles of stuff are being assembled for recycling, for shredding. Thereafter, one or two other bits to do at home. I'm also a keen metal detectorist, and there is a committee meeting tonight which I will attend. Is there any good hot spots in Southend that are good, good fields to metal detect? Well, the place you can always go to is the beach. There's always stuff yeah. down there, but it lacks age. You won't find much older than Victorian. It's a great spot to find plenty of coins, both decimal and pre-decimal. No end of lead fishing weights, and there's no end of scrap out on the mud flats from various boat repairs. So all the lead, the copper, the brass gets recycled. Once we've accumulated enough of it in the back garden, run it down to a scrap metal dealer, get anything from 75 to a couple of hundred pounds for it, depending on the quantity. As they say up north where there's muck, there's brass. <laughs> Have you found anything really interesting? On the seafront, you get odd bits and pieces, but the real stuff of interest comes off the land, mm. especially if you go to farms which have been 
used for growing crops for centuries, where up until, I suppose, the turn of the last century, you had a large labour force would have been working the land. And uh, of course, pay back in those days was very poor, so the local landowners could afford to pay large numbers of people to go out on the fields and do everything by hand. Mm. But every one of those lost, say, one coin or one button or one buckle each year, and you're talking about hundreds, possibly on one farm, it certainly builds up. And if you get access to good quality land that has been farmed for centuries, then that's where you get the interesting stuff. There's um, plenty of stuff going back to the Romans. Yeah. You've not found any Roman burial mounds filled with gold? or No, if I found anything like that, that one would be reported straight away <laughs> to the authorities, as most detectorists would do. Inevitably, you get a few people that don't obey the rules but there again you can say the same about any activity in life whether it's dog walkers that don't clean up the few people that go to the football matches and shout out racist abuse so you're always going to get a few whatever you follow in life that are going to break the rules and sadly there are some destroy the history for others and also the reputation for others but on farmland over the past year or so I did have uh, a rare medieval gold coin known as a quarter noble. That was Edward III, dates to around about 1360. That was valued at £300. Went back to the farmer, gave him half the value, which is customary practice that most metal detectors would adopt. You can get anything that is worth a few bob, always share it with the farmer because he's been good enough to let you have access to his land. And without his permission, you wouldn't have found it, so it's 50-50. Other things had a decent James I silver sixpence that dated 1624. The week after that came up a nice Elizabeth I sixpence, 1574. I was on a roll for three weeks, I could do no roll. <laughs> then it dried up. <laughs> it was back to the old coppers, the buttons and so on. But there's been some good stuff. I had a very unusual find late last year. Thousands of buttons, buttons are found out on farmland, but I had the very, very rare one. I found a gold button which are about as common as unicorns. I've never known anyone that's found one before. Coins in the current season, the current season tends to last from when the harvest starts around about the end of July up until around about now where the fields that haven't been sowed shortly will be. Where would a gold button come from? What, what? Someone very rich. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, rather like the gold coin. You know, that would have been owned by the local landowner, local merchant. It wouldn't have been owned by the common peasant no. or serf. Um, the gold button, they are very rare for a couple of reasons. One, only the rich could afford them. Mm. And secondly, they were a fashion item. So when the clothing went out of fashion, whereas you might have ditched the old jacket with just a, a common or garden button, the gold buttons were always cut off and recycled, reused. So to actually find one, is an extremely rare event. It's rarer than the gold coin that I spoke about earlier. Other artifacts, I was in Devon recently. There's a farm there I go detecting on. I found what's known as a hawking bell. Little bells that have been tied around the necks of the birds. Well, that's unusual, it's the first one I've ever had. And off the same site also, the medieval seal matrix. And those chess piece matrix, only about so big or so about an inch high. And that would have been what you would have used to seal the red sealing wax on documents. So they are also a very unusual find. It's only the second seal matrix I've ever had. The other one was a lead seal matrix that came off a farm in Essex. And that one we could decipher the legend and it was Isabel, daughter of Gilbert, which dated to around about the 1350s. 
other coin finds this season. I had uh, what's known as a cup quarter from Harold II here of 1066 fame. I call them cup quarters because if you look at the medieval silver pennies and the Anglo silver pennies from that date, they have a cross on the back. And because small change wasn't produced, what they would often do is cut them across the lines of the cross to make either halves or quarters, so they're known as cut quarters or cut halves, just to make small change. Yeah, yeah. The silver penny back in those days, I'm not sure what you'd have been able to buy with it, but it would have been a useful amount. Maybe didn't want to buy a dozen chickens, you only wanted six, so the yeah. coins would be cut in half, either at the mint or alternatively just uh, locally. Yeah. Someone would do them uh, locally, and with that you might be able to buy a loaf of bread, so with your cut quarter. Um, they're tiny coins, you're talking about something, if you imagine something of a similar size, say to a decimal 1p, possibly slightly bigger, and that's been cut into either halves or quarters. No wonder they're losing them. Yeah. We're talking about, too, the population at the time didn't necessarily have pockets, they yeah. wouldn't have had purses or wallets. It would have been quite loose, ill-fitting clothing, probably made out of whatever was available, probably wool. But it is unsurprising, given the size of these coins and given the quality of the clothing, that these were lost on a fairly regular basis. Yeah. It's not unusual to pick up the whole pennies. I've had a, a couple of nice um, old pennies in the current season. One was King John. The other one more recently was what we call Eddie Pennies, which is either Edward the first, second or third. They're all very similar. Mm. It does take an expert eye to identify which king it comes from, and I can't do it. <laughs> so just commonly known as Eddie Pennies. But if you think about the human element of that, what it would have been if someone had lost that back in the 12th or 14th century, 13th century. The daily wage for your average labourer was probably no more than a couple of silver pence. So to have lost one of his pennies with no social security system, you could have ended up with him not being able to feed his family for that day or himself. Yeah, so I can't give them back. I'm pleased to find that you can't help thinking about what yeah, that must have been for the man, or woman for that matter, that uh, lost them. But fortunately, from a detectorist perspective, they do turn up fairly regularly. <laughs> always like a few more. I was out on the farm yesterday. There were seven of us on the club dig somewhere near Brentwood. And uh, there was only one silver coin. My friend got that one. That was a half silver penny. Very nice condition. And again, probably dated to one of the Edwards. Thanks for listening to South End Scoop podcast. Give us a like and a follow on our social media and tune in next week to find out who else we talk to. Yeah.